Hey, 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 welcome to the Vibe with Vic podcast. I'm your host, Vic, and welcome to the Vibe. Listen, (laughs) last week, I literally have to say this, literally. I don't know what I said in the last segment. I was so fucking tired, so fucking exhausted that I was half asleep. So if I have no idea. I have no idea. And so, but this week I'm here. I'm present. Um, I'm awake. And we got a jam pack pod. Jam pack pod. So, um, Vibe Tribe, let's just kind of lean into the random dandum thoughts. Let me just update you on a, on a couple t- a couple of things. So first, by the time you hear this, it's Friday. And the two critical days of the full moon in Gemini has passed. Now, I know some of y'all don't lean into the stars like I do, but I bet you notice different behaviors over this past week at work, friends, and more than anything, your own mood. That's the moon doing things. I keep telling y'all and I won't stop. These moons be making sense of the crazy. Plus more. Not all things from the moon are negative. It's more like reevaluating what's going on in your world. It's truly fascinating to me. So I'm going to keep y'all posted, okay? Secondly, humble pie. Update on my place. I'm still living in a construction site. This whole process has definitely taken me through a lot. I like to think I lean into change, and I do, professionally. Personally, is a totally different ball game. I mean, my father is a man of routine. He goes to the same stores all the time, and if they do him wrong, he cuts them off forever. When I was a child, my father got laid off from work, and he stayed home with me, and we must have bonded because, baby, some of his routine rubbed off on me. Anyways... After shedding a lot of tears and having some much-needed conversations, I dried those damn tears. I dried my eyes (laughs) and changed my mindset. And I started making demands and things are turning around. Not at the pace I like, but maybe like the hourglass on days of our lives. So we're just going to sum it up to progress at this point in time, okay? We're going to sum it up to progress. The next couple of things I'm going to mention to you are pretty much, they're definitely random. They're definitely my opinions. And if I'm talking about you, I don't know if I apologize for it. Because if you are offended by some of the things I'm saying, then that probably means means that you should probably reevaluate what you're doing. Okay, first and foremost, I am coming at infinity. I'm coming at infinity cars. I'm coming at the sedan, the not, we're not talking about anybody who drives the SUVs, not even the big dumbass one that is like just so ugly. And anybody who purchases that doesn't know how to park it. I hate that fucking car. Um, I'm talking about the people who drive the older infinity cars. Um, They're miserable. It, I don't know if it's the car or the people that drive them. It honestly might be a mix of both. So let me tell you something. Every time an owner of an infinity is near me at a stoplight and then the light turns green, their foot is to the ground trying to race to the next light. And I'm talking about the sedans, the ones that I think it's like a Q. And you're probably like, if any of you own, you're probably like, they all start with a Q. I don't fucking care. It's the sedan, four door, whatever. It's truly dumb. Like, not to mention the horrendous sound some of them make. I'm like, how are you still driving this car? You need to drive it to the dealership or just drive it off a cliff because, honestly, it's just, like, I don't understand. Why should a make, model, and and just anything sound like this? I thought Too Fast and Too Furious, like, the franchise was dead. But apparently it's not. What do they got one more in them? I, I can't. Sooner or later, they're going to have holograms for that shit. I, I literally. Anyways, 
honestly, the worst part about me talking shit about Infinities is that I own their sister car. And I was devastated to hear the Infinity is the top of the line car. That shit is the top of the line car. Are we fucking crazy? For example, like if you drive a Toyota but want a fancier car like a Toyota, you get an Acura. I thought the Acura was the fancier version of my car. But I was wrong. And it's truly sad. It's sad that the fancier car of my car is a trash ass infinity. Okay? That's the first thought of the week. <laughs> Not really the first thought, because obviously my apartment's been like my first thought of every single fucking day. But anyways, while we're on the topic of cars, I like to say that um, Subarus are now the car you see everywhere. You can't turn your damn head without seeing those boxes move around. I personally will never lean into a Subi, but to each their own. I mean, yeah, I know. They're top rated and blah, blah, blah. It's just not me. If it's you, high five, enjoy. Those suckers are just, they're just, they're everywhere. <laughs> they are. Um, okay, so this next one, this one actually brings joy to my heart. <laughs> Lots of random thoughts this week. I'm almost leaning into too many, but whatever. Now, let's talk about eating. Since I have an exposed kitchen, I get to eat out for almost every meal. It's exhausting, but I also get to try new places. And when I mention this place, feel free to judge because I know I'm late to the party. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to get tore the fuck up for saying this because some of y'all have been knowing about this place for years cafe zupas i went there for the very first fucking time last friday and it was like a whole new world okay the turkey cranberry brie sandwich with a half size chicken noodle soup was life liberty and the pursuit of happiness the soft roll on the side was so fucking good Smash some butter in between those two dry yeast parts and ate that shit like it was my last dinner. I promise you, bitch, it was so good. It was so good. I and I can't forget about the dipped chocolate Oreo. It was like a high class lunchable or frozen dinner that's not frozen. Okay, like listen, the this meal partly reminded me of kid cuisines. I used to lean all the way into those delicious frozen dinners back in the day <laughs> when I lived at my parents' house, but you know, it happens. Um, I don't know what it is, but at Cafe Zupas, they do something different. Now, you go any place and they have chicken noodle soup, noodles, and like the rest of the broth and vegetables and all that jazz mixed together so when you taste it it's like the noodles are already like smushy and cushy but at cafe zupas they keep the noodles separate from the fucking broth and that right there gave it so many more points like it just knocked it out of the park okay like oh my god i just can't even believe it it's just so good another fan favorite I mean, hi, I'm the fan. And there's this well-known place in my neighborhood called Pub 42, or what I like to call Pubbies. They have this million-dollar bacon. Oof. It's so fucking good. It's like sticky goodness with some maple and red pepper flakes. I promise you everybody got it. Got the idea when they went to Nashville and they went to Biscuit Love. I'm telling y'all. I'm telling y'all. It's so good. <laughs> anyways again since I can't cook in my kitchen I've been leaning into their BLT wrap and yesterday I had their bacon and blue chopped salad except I removed the red onion added a hard-boiled egg medium rare steak and changed the dressing to honey mustard when I tell you when I tell you that this salad was so fucking good it was so fucking good. 
Again, life-changing. Some of you are like, wow, your uh, standards are pretty fucking low. And to you, I say, maybe they are. Little things matter, you guys. Like, sometimes those big fancy places don't be doing it. Sometimes you got to go to, like, the hole in the wall to get that good shit. And Pub 42 is, is not a hole in the wall. I mean, it's... It's not one that I'd say that I dress up to go to. Like, I can look like a busted can of biscuits. I look like I could have been hit by a bag of quarters and I'd still walk in there, you know. Would I run into a couple of people from high school? Of course. Because it's puppies. Um, I mean, I know you guys know that I love food, obviously. This is why I'm thick skinny. Some months more thicker than skinny, but... Either way, I'm here to entice you all on my foodie journey. Some of y'all are like, and this is what being a foodie is. And to you, I say, you define what foodie means to you. Okay? Carry on. I probably spent way too much time on that. I don't fucking care. Another random thought this week. A lot of random thoughts this week, you guys. Lots of them. I'm talking about the moon cars, food. I'm going to end this week's random thought with a tidbit on timing. Here's your scenario. You're, you're minding your business on a regular, regular day and you bump into someone you either haven't connected with in a long time or haven't had a chance to connect with and you sit down and you just start bouncing off one another. Well, I had one of those conversations this past week it's what I call conversations that happen right on time. It's the ones you knew you needed, but you didn't schedule or set time aside for. But timing aligned perfectly. In the beginning of this episode, I mentioned the moon. Well, another thing I truly believe in is timing and things happening when they're supposed to. Also cliche. The whole everything happens for a reason. I truly believe in that saying. Again, lots of people have their own opinions towards that saying, but it's about reflection. And what I often do when something like baby wipes, tearing into my holiday season and showing its ass through the pipes of the ceiling, interrupting my life, I think about what set me up to handle the situation the way that I am. And for me, like this may be the first time I'm dealing with a claim on the renter side, but being in a car accident and going through that process gave me the tools I needed to handle this situation differently. So the universe is always testing you to see if the lessons given have been learned or if you've taken something from a previous lesson and applied it to the current. I know it sounds like I'm saying the same thing, but I'm not. And it's food for thought. <sighs> It's therapy, you guys. Like, this is fucking therapy for me. <laughs> All I need is somebody to tell me how to make my life a little bit better. Okay, 2023 goal. I must be getting real comfortable in this space because y'all are learning how random I truly am. If you are really close to me or were really close to me, you know that my thoughts run amok. It's almost like adult ADHD, but undiagnosed. And I don't really care. I mean, I don't know if that's a, a good thing. But here we are, random Vic for the random-ish. So, okay. <laughs> Vibe Tribe. Are we ready to get into the mess? Because today's episode, I'll be covering pop culture, show updates, and then Potomac, and ending with Salt Lake City. I didn't think I was going to have a lot to say about Salt Lake, but I do. And it'll be happening at the end of the episode. So, okay pop culture vibe let's kind of just roll into it we're, oh, we're almost like 15 minutes in okay this is what I'll do I'm going to take a slight break and then I'm gonna come back and we're gonna go over pop culture updates and show updates so stay tuned all right I'm back and we're gonna slide into pop culture vibe and okay, so I like to say that this week for me felt like it was a little bit slow, but maybe it's just stories that are continuing. Um, so 
let me get you caught up. And this week, I'm going to turn it around. Let's go over the sadness first. As we all know or have heard or possibly maybe we haven't heard. And maybe I'm the first person that's going to tell you. But unfortunately, Christy Alley passed away this past week. She lost her battle to cancer um, that she was fighting quietly. Christy Alley is most known for being a part of the show Cheers. But I remember her from the first installment of Look Who's Talking, and that fucking dates me. Anyways, Christy's been around um, for a very long time. Sad that she fought cancer quietly, which seems to be a theme in Hollywood these days, which is a little bit sad. But understanding, you don't want the whole world to see what you're going through. But again, she did what she did for the culture during the early years. Um, I don't know what she did in the present years that I can really remember, but yes, she has definitely played a stamp, laid her stamp in the culture. So that's for the RIPs. Now, this next one. I have to say, you guys, I told you so. I told y'all last week, I was surprised Amy Robach and TJ Holmes from Good Morning America hadn't been fired or reprimanded due to ABC, but the president, aka Kimmy Boo, her ears must have been burning because by Monday, they were off air. I'm going to tell you something, this shit is so, so scandalous, okay? The scandal is even more scandalous than Olivia Pope and Fitz. And even though Olivia and Fitz were fake and this is real, this is right the fuck up there. Because, like, this is, uh, it's just really hard for me to believe that people are like, I don't even know who these two people are. But then again, I'm like, I like being in the know, and some people just really don't give a fuck, so I understand that people just don't know who Amy and TJ are. I told you, Amy's my girl, 2020. Um, <laughs> here's my thing. ABC and Disney, aka I think they're matched together, whatever, they love sex. They have The Bachelorette and any other scandalous show on, yet they act like they're so fucking pure. It's so annoying. Like, let's lean into Bachelorette for a moment. Honestly, do you think putting the black strips over people's ass because they're wearing thong bikinis on a beach is really going to be like hiding it for the children? Like, I can't. Like, move that shit to a network that's actually going to lean into it, like USA. We see tits, ass, shit, and all that stuff on USA, right? Let's be completely honest. But, you know, ABC just wants to, we're really traditional, everybody. We just want to keep it pure for you on here. I can't. I bet you a whole box of Frosted Flakes that Kimmy Boo was feeling pressure from the board and it had to be reactive to the situation. I mean, the more things come out, the more I'm like, this is some holiday tea that we all needed. I mean, did I mean we get holiday is like supposed to be the smiles and the warmth. And it might not be that for everybody, but this definitely is like taking up our December like nobody's business and I think it's going to take up more. So yeah. Um so here's another hot take. Because I feel like last week I was pretty basic in stating how it all went down. But I've come back with some more. Amy, now like, <laughs> I need y'all to keep up, okay? So boom. Amy's been estranged from her husband, Andrew, since August. Amy and TJ got closer training for the New York City Marathon. We went through that last week. And then those pictures surfaced. But it gets more complicated. Now y'all keep up. So prior to TJ having an affair with Amy, he was allegedly having an affair with one of the producers of the show. That producer was close with Amy. And once TJ broke it off with the producer... Amy slid in 
the producer then noticed her friend Amy was acting different, but it was like, it was TJ's wife who found a happy birthday card from Amy that was more heartfelt and personal. I think there was some spice in there like, yo, I'll suck your dick. I have no idea. But it was more personal than normal. So she hired a private investigator and ta-da, those pics surfaced. Listen, bring your ear closer to the speaker or turn me all the way up. Men, woman, whatever you identify with, okay? A woman's intuition never lies and doesn't ever steer her wrong. I bet you TJ is wishing he leaned into divorcing his wife prior to the scandal. Now, because baby, it's about to cost him a nickel, some dimes, and lots of pennies. With all that, no need to add any quarters because those dollar bills going to be reoccurring from his bank account. You feel me? I mean, of course, this is all allegations, but what has this taught you? Sometimes being ruthless and reckless doesn't cut it. Sometimes being basic is the right path to go. I mean, honestly, think about it. Shit, he could have been one and done, called up whoever he needed to as a divorce attorney and cut it dry. TJ going to fool around, lose a job? His bank account, his bank account going to be dry? Not dry, dry. <laughs> it's crazy, right? But this is a nice way to lean into the fact that good old TJ reported on Boston Celtics coach Aimee Udoka when he cheated on Nia along with his coworker. And funny how it was announced the same day that Nia finally threw her man out for Tuesday's garbage. And on the same day, TJ and Amy have been placed on leave of absence from GMA. Nia, your PR crew dropped that dollop of whipped cream on top of this hot tea at the right time. I, I Honestly, let's all give them like a round of applause, okay? Because I sure hope. These two examples will be used in college for PR majors. They're amazing examples, you guys. When to drop the tea. Obviously, they're going to have a whole fucking quarter on the Kardashians. And when Chris drops whatever and works around that shit. So, yeah. That is what I have for the pop culture. It's ongoing with TJ and Amy. There, I don't feel like there was much else that was mentioned this week. But for show updates, a lot was mentioned for that. I mean, a little, but I'm just going to save the so-called best and air quotes right now for last. So I, a couple weeks ago, it's been, I feel like it's been a couple weeks. It probably hasn't been, but they have a Casey Anthony doc out on Peacock. Um, I haven't had a chance to watch, but I most definitely will and circle back and let you guys know how I feel about it. From what I'm hearing about the doc, a lot of people are changing, either changing their mind on whether or not Casey did that to her daughter, which is kill her, and they're pointing the finger at her father. It's on Peacock. I haven't watched it, and that is why I haven't really leaned into it. Because I want to, like, I remember watching that trial. And so I just want to see what this documentary says and either get really angry and come back and let you guys know, like, wholeheartedly how I feel or be like, eh, it wasn't worth the watch. But it's just amazing how we're just recycling stories right now. I mean, shit, we have a lot of things that are going on. Florida never fails with the amount of fuck shit that goes along in that state. Let's keep it a, a buck a beam. <laughs> and it's sad. It really is. It's really sad. Um, and let's move forward from that. So again, I'll circle back with you guys and let you know my feelings towards it. Um, Real Housewives of Miami, and they dropped four episodes yesterday. I have not seen not one episode. I heard that it is so good this season. I heard that Larsa's on one, um, that desperate, irrelevant, irrelevant hoe. I can't stand her. 
And by the way, she's dating Michael Jordan's son. Hello? Excuse me? The fuck is going on here? I can't even handle it. Um, when I tell you that Larsa will literally sell her pussy, and she doesn't even need to. You were married to Scottie Pippen. Your bank account is thick, girl. <sighs> She's so desperate. I hate her. But anyways, this season's supposed to be fire. So I obviously will be talking about it. But then again, I feel so bad because the people who don't have Peacock are not watching it yet. And it's not like they're playing it on Peacock and Bravo at the same time. So I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet. I'm still thinking. I'm still thinking. Um, there's another documentary that happened or has started on Netflix. It's called Texas Killing Fields. You guys see the theme here, right? It's I'm either reality TV or true crime. It's somebody sedate me. Otherwise, if I find a really good drama, like Sex Lives of Girls in Call, I haven't finished the second season yet, and I haven't been able to tap into that because my the kitchen flows into the living room, and it's just a disaster right now. So there are some streaming services I can't naturally lean into at this perfect this time and HBO Max is one of them but I will be following up that show is amazing I'm all over the place lastly Megan and Harry's doc started yesterday on Netflix when I hear that people woke up at 6 a.m. I don't know if it was Eastern Central Mountain or Pacific time to watch Megan Markle and Harry like to watch their documentary like I I I don't even I'm not racing to watch this if we're gonna have a snowstorm next week I'll watch it but I'm not racing to watch it I probably will watch it this weekend I I probably will lean into it. I don't even know how many episodes it is okay I'll get it done I don't know if I'll do a bonus episode on them. I haven't decided. I am not into the royals like other people are. Will I watch a documentary on Diana? Of course. Have I started watching The Crown? Absolutely not. Not saying that I won't watch The Crown. It is on the list. I wish that I could start at the fifth season, which is I think right now, instead of the first season, but I hear I have to watch it all the way through. It's winter. I'll do it, you guys. I will do my due diligence for you. And then I can really deep dive because I feel like I'm not doing you guys justice right now. Okay? I, 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 have, a, I have a friend that hangs up on me on the daily because I tell her things <laughs> that I haven't watched or I don't like. And she can't handle it. I feel bad. So I got to lean into other things. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so that's it for show updates. I haven't, I'm not, under, I'm not under as duress as I was last week, right? I'm just kind of getting back in the swing of, as I think I'm back to maybe what, 70% normalcy? Not really, 60, 50. So, <laughs> so that's it for show updates and pop culture. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to come back and we're going to talk about Potomac and we're going to get into it. Like this is, we're not, I am not skimming the surface this week. Okay. We're going in deep. You guys, not three inches deep. We're going six. Okay. So stay tuned. We're in the pool, right? We can't even touch the bottom because <laughs> we're in Potomac and we're going deep. This episode was epic. There was a lot going on. Potomac has been given it this season. And I know I'm saying this prematurely. If you think that the first half of this season is is what's giving I need to let you know that the second half of the season is going to be fire from what the previews show now 
the previews could be it could be lying to us, right? They could be just showing they could just be fooling us. And we've been fooled before, right? The whole Kathy thing with Beverly Hills at the reunion and what she was we got fooled. We got played. All right. We get bamboozled with that. But these ladies are just they're on another level. So we leave off at the dinner where the ladies are all wearing white and it's Karen's birthday. Even though they've already celebrated Karen, Karen has mentioned her birthday last a month. So that is one thing. Hold on. <coughs> so anyways, so Karen mentions how everybody comes for her marriage and she mentions how Ashley and Candace, how she enjoyed how much they got along at her birthday lunch. And they both said it kind of at the same time that they tabled their beef for her. And then Ashley like brought up Chris's comments on Twitter that he made on Twitter and how Chris brought up Ashley and, and then Giselle chimes in and they both say, you know, well, somehow Ashley says that Chris threatened her or I believe it was said over there. And I'm like, listen, Candace's shade and choice of adjectives are top notch. This is a complete side note. Um, towards the housewives and towards Mia's spokesperson, Candace stands 10 toes down for her husband, Chris, and I don't blame her. These allegations that Giselle and Ashley are making, like the cheating rumors or he's hitting on her or whatever, I think that they're bullshit, especially what comes out of Giselle Mel, because like Giselle never talks about her personal life. I mean, she talks about her daughters, but she really doesn't talk about like her personal life because we all know she'd be dragged for all her behavior she's doing. Do I think Giselle is still getting dicked down by her ex-husband, Pastor Jamal Bryant? Absolutely. Does Giselle have any right to speak on anybody else's marriage? Absolutely not. If you're leaning into clown behavior, you cannot correct anybody else's behavior until you either stop acting like a clown yourself or acknowledge you are a clown. Okay, now back to dinner. I had to get that steam off because Giselle gets away with fucking everything and it drives me insane. So Mia proceeds to have a passive aggressive with her overdrawn red lip and, uh, she says something slick in which Candace responds and say, if I cuss y'all the fuck out, she's considered loud and aggressive. And if she decides to let it roll, she's considered defensive and like she just can't win in this situation. And she's not wrong. Okay. Like I know I've mentioned this before, but Candace has really leaned into her therapy and it shows immensely this season. So anyways, after the dinner, Candace goes on IG Live and mentions mentions how none of the ladies are real where it will bite her in the ass. Like it literally bites in her ass later in the episode. Kind of sad because, you know, those triangle napkins come out. <laughs> Only the true people who watch Potomac will understand when I say the triangle napkin. OK, so let's move on. The next day, Mia and Jacqueline are doing their damnness to be messy and talk about Candace but baby Mia's been petty ever since she arrived she's been thinking and researching and studying to make Miami a moment and she thought first like going after Wendy would do it and secondly being childish and petty to even her bestie would do it as well she's annoying Mia that is but you know she's pushing the storyline along and doing more than Giselle has ever done in all of her seven years. So, I'll say that. I also think think that, um, you know, Robin, I, I can't lean into Robin right now because I think I'll go all the way the fuck off on her. <laughs> she's doing a little, she's part of the do too much committee. Let's just say, I think we all can agree that you have to respect how Karen likes to keep the respect at a cordial level with all the ladies. 
so they all can experience their time on vacation or regardless at any type of event. So Mia split the group in half. Half went and drove Lambos and the other half went on a boat. I'm sure they thought a yacht was going to be pulled up to, but they pulled up to a paddle boat. Okay. Listen, let me, let me put a side note for you guys. When I went to Miami for a bachelorette trip, the group knew what they were getting into. Everything was laid out. So I don't understand why Mia as the host didn't do her job as a host. But then to come to think about it, Mia can't even book her own flights. <laughs> I mean, she calls G to book her. Okay, anyways, on the other hand, I just, I just want everybody, okay, so I feel like I, I'm a little bit leaning into Robin. I just want everybody to know, bitch doesn't look good on Robin. And it's getting real tired. Especially when she wants to be petty and not speak about her non-existent wedding to Juan in front of the ladies like Wendy and Candace. I feel like this. You don't have to. If you're sitting in a group and you don't either respect somebody out of the group or get along with somebody out of the group, you don't have to share anything with the group. But in this crew, Robin is just... The reason why her and Wendy don't get along is... And I get it. I'm not for how Wendy doesn't take accountability. But where the fuck has Robin been this last seven years? I, like, honestly, where has she been? Like, what happened that this person is arriving? Who told her? Somebody must have pulled her to the side and said, you're going to have to do whatever you need to do to continue to get this check. And she's literally doing it. And I, yeah, I can't hate on it. It's just a 180 from last year. So anyway. So when half the ladies went on the paddle boat, questions were asked. Obviously, Robin showed how bitchy she is. She couldn't let things lie. Um, and then the other half, which was Jacqueline, Mia, Karen, and Giselle, they went and rode Lambos. And, you know, I have to give credit where credit's due. Giselle knows how to drive a stick. Karen does not. <laughs> Karen does not know how to drive a stick. And you could tell, like, it was very clear. I don't think that I would drive a Lamborghini knowing that I could tear a stick apart from an expensive ass car like a Lamborghini, right? So anyways, after the day activities are over, the ladies are all getting ready. They go back to the house. They're getting ready. And Robin goes back to Giselle and shows her Candace's IG live video. Obviously, Robin thinks we love to hear how many times she does the number two. So she mentions that, Robin, I don't give a shit that you take dumps all day, every day. I don't care. Okay. Stop mentioning it. We don't need to hear it. We all know it's normal. Oh, she's exhausting. She's so fucking exhausting. But anyways, she shows Giselle Candace's IG live video. Side note, did anybody notice how Robin's makeup didn't match her skin color? Did anybody else notice that? Did anybody else want it to be blended better? Better? I mean, I wanted it to. I just, it was, when you see things on television, when you see an overdrawn lip, when you see makeup in a, like, it's just, you want somebody to, it's like a cry for help. Cry for help. I got to stop talking shit about people, but I can't. <laughs> um, anyways, even though Ashley and Candace have beef, I will say I do love how they're going for bat for Wendy. It literally shows maturity and shows how petty Mia is, who still hasn't apologized to Wendy for her part in the altercation. Mia and her overdrawn lip, can exit stage left. I'm tired. 
how she explains how Jacqueline has slept with her last man or her current husband. Like, I feel like they share a lot. Like, maybe even each other. But you guys know they're not friends. Present day. And we're just going to watch it unfold and I'm here for it. Okay? So eventually they're all at the last dinner in Miami. Or at least I hope. Because we need to get back to Potomac. And Ashley calls and invites Wendy to dinner. She then walks back and announces it to the table where Mia calls her a disrespectful brat. And not a cunt. Not a bitch. A disrespectful brat. That's a new one, you guys. That's a, I might have to try that one. But I, I'm not trying to get into any verbal spats with anybody because, like, let it roll. Let it go and let it flow, okay? Um, then we have Sharice. Y'all remember her? Right, barely. Um, she speaks up and says, It's unfair that Ashley didn't discuss inviting Wendy with them prior to her doing so. And Ashley responds, I think it's unfair how Wendy took time away from her family to spend with this group and all of a sudden gets separated from the group over a situation. That's when like the wonderful and overused word that needs to be retired in the housewives franchises, bully, gets mentioned. I hate that fucking word, especially with grown ass women. I feel the word bully belongs in K through 12 and maybe college. And then it's like, we need to find another word. So I just, so anyways, Robin, she speaks up about the confrontation between me and Wendy, obviously showing she's on Mia's side because she doesn't like Wendy. And I'm so glad Candace inserted herself to remind Robin that she was in that situation as well. But you know, Robin, she has amnesia from that. And it's just like, it's annoying as all fuck. I can't wait till this reunion. This, re this reunion's going to be off the chain. I might have to um, submit a couple of questions to Andy. Anyways, Wendy arrives, hugs Candace and Ashley, and sits next to Karen. So, of course, the Green Bandits plus overdrawn Don, a.k.a. Mia, laugh and make remarks about someone falling in the pool. Dear Mia, Giselle and Robin will never let you sit in their circle. They don't like you. They barely like themselves. I wish you would understand that. Like, stop trying so hard for people to like you. It's exhausting to watch. Anyways, Ashley, like, she wants everybody to get along, lay, air out their grievances so that they can move forward. So Wendy, like, what does she do? She takes accountability for her choice of words and her role in the in what escalated that evening. But guess what? We still don't hear an apology from Mia. That's a fucking trash ass bitch right there for you. It truly is. Like that's so classless. It's beyond but I guess if, if she really truly doesn't mean it, I would rather her not say it. That would be fake. And we, you know, I don't like fake ass bitches. Um, <laughs> that's just how I feel. Um, so anyways, so of course, you know, Robin has to make her moment. So what does she do? She takes her Bose speaker. I don't know if it was a Bose, but, or her JBL and she places it on the table to play for the ladies what Candace uploaded to her IG live, which again is like the third ambush or second, second or third of the trip. So, I mean, she tries to come, which is Robin. She tries to come for Candace and how she thinks like, and how Candace is like saying how she thinks all the ladies are disloyal. Um, and what does Candace do? She clearly admits <laughs> That she stands by what she says. So Karen like looks at Candace and she's confused. And Candace is like, Karen, you're not in that circle in which Ashley decides to be messy because that's what Ashley does and brings up what Candace said at their lunch get together. Now, mind you, this lunch get together between Candace and Ashley happened before Ashley leaned into Candace to tell Candace about Chris. So they were trying to play nice and move forward, but whatever. I think Ashley actually told Karen this when Candace was like, 
I don't like you. Or what did she say? I forgot what she said. You know, Candace says she gets so snappy. <laughs> she, um, so let's move forward. I think she called her some type of bitch or whatever. But anyways, the comment of Karen dating other men. When she hears that and looks at Candace and asks her, did she really say that? The amount of moments that Karen took before she snapped, it showed. And she'll have to answer it at the reunion, which I don't think Karen will even address it at the reunion. That is going to be um, my prediction for the reunion. So anyways, Candace, like she says, I didn't say anything. And of course, the producers play back what she did that she did make that comment. And then Kern says, unless you have names, pictures, numbers, she told everybody at the table to shut the fuck up about her marriage and herself. When I tell you, <laughs> I was like, Karen did not come to play. Okay. Karen is upset. She is fuming. I've never seen Karen this upset in all of the seven seasons of Potomac. And listen, if it wasn't true, would you really react that way? Do I think that Karen steps out on Ray? Yes. And I hope she does. Because he embarrassed her either last season or the season before when he was like, how he stated he fell out of love. And yes, his feelings are valid or whatever. But I mean, shit, Ray isn't the black Bill Gates like Karen used to say. I mean, Karen bailed his ass out of that tax lien. Okay. So, but does that give her a right or a reason to cheat? No. But again, does one get upset if what is said isn't true? Think about it. Like, I also think Karen was upset because she does her best to keep the group together. And she feels like all they want to do is tear her down. And she's fucking done with it. And this is when the other side of Karen appears. Her representative has taken a back seat, you guys. And I think the second half of the season, we're about to see Karen is going to show y'all, don't come for me unless I send for you. That is the energy that I think is going to come through for her. But wait, you think that the episode ends there, but it doesn't. The ladies leave the dinner and it's raining and Ashley just keeps saying, God is mad, but they decide to go out because it's what Miami, duh. Uh, well, everyone, but Giselle, she doesn't ever buy neutralizers or Clark's or born shoes. She buys shoes that make her feet hurt. Um, and she, you know, ever lean into the Dr. Scholl's. So she took her ass home and you know what? Good for you, girl. You know your limit, go home. But during those four hours that the ladies were in the club, they danced, they took shots, they were all getting along per the footage. And then somehow along the way, Mia left. Somehow along the way, Karen disappeared. And it was just, I believe, Ashley, Candace, and Robin I don't know where Wendy obviously went back to the hotel, a different hotel. So it was Candace, Ashley and Robin in a car. Ashley had her phone open and she picked up the conversation of Candace yelling at Robin, calling her all sorts of bitches, telling her she's not a friend, how much Robin hurt her. I mean, they literally exchanged a couple of fuck yous and the episode ended. Are you? Listen, this episode was, it never stopped. There was never really a dull moment and I appreciated it. And the reviews for the second half of the season, I'm here for it. Karen's coming for Robin. Like there, it's about to go down y'all. So just hang in there because Potomac, again, if Potomac ain't in your top fucking five franchises, I don't know what is like, who's there? Okay, because it can't be Dallas. I don't need to go there. All right, I'm going to take a break. And we'll come back and we're going to, you know, we're going to head west to uh, good old mountain time. 
of Salt Lake. Stay tuned. Okay, we're on the plane, we land, we're headed into the mountains of Salt Lake. But we're not really in Salt Lake because the ladies are in San Diego, right? So I'm just going <laughs> to kind of make this quick. I feel like this franchise is all over the place. There's a lot going on, right? <laughs> and it's so weird because we know what's happening present day with people who need to be sentenced for <laughs> their part in their criminal behavior. And... um so to watch it unfold, it's, it's interesting to say the least. So let me say a couple of things. I'll, um, a few things about this episode and I'm going to make this quick. Jen Shaw's temper tantrums are getting old and tired. She better run all this behavior out of her system prior to her going to federal prison because bitches will cut you if you get loud with them over petty shit not to mention get loud rude or place your finger in another prisoner's face and trust me they'll not only knock jen into next week they'll knock all those fillers out of her face she better watch it the amount of times jen cries over her felony counts is insane Again, nobody told you to steal and fraud elderly people. She really needs to get her fucking life together. Okay? And I know the courts are watching and saying, how the fuck is this girl affording this lifestyle still when her bank accounts are frozen? I'm asking the questions too. If you're not, I don't know what you're watching. Next up. The way Lisa begs for all Jen's forgiveness or, you know, or follow, continue to say to people, I didn't do anything. And granted, this time, she really didn't do anything. It's fucking sad, you guys. If someone was having a temper tantrum over their behavior with a mutual friend, I wouldn't get mad. But, but... I literally would probably drown in my stance and say, that's your fucking problem. For the first time, the first time, I actually agree with Lisa when it comes to her opinion on emotional manipulation that Jen does. And I'm glad when Lisa was on the phone with her husband, she finally said what everyone is thinking, which is like, she's trying to have a relationship with Jen that she obviously doesn't want. And the fact that I was living when Lisa was sitting at the dinner table of the Aloha dinner table, whatever, snapping on Jen, it's crazy. I, <laughs> if you guys have listened to the past episodes when I go over Salt Lake, you will know I don't lean into Lisa. I have my feelings, but this episode I was like, yeah, agreeing with her and I can't just... I can't talk about it and not reflect on knowing that I look crazy right now saying this, but I have to give credit where credit's due. I think that's, I think that's a real thing. I don't ride for Lisa, but now I feel like I'm sort of leaning in and riding for her. You know, I'm glad that Jen called, like, I'm glad that Lisa called Jen a liar multiple times. Like she just kept on telling her, you're a fucking liar, you're a fucking liar, you're fucking lying. I was like, yes, yes, do it, more, say it. <laughs> Anyways, while this is all going on, I just want you guys to know that Meredith is still medicated. And um, side note, Meredith needs a stylist. Her wardrobe is not only tasteless, it is, it is hard to look at. It is... Uh, it. I don't know if she's living in a different area era that just doesn't exist anymore. I can't even say it. she does. She lives in the era that doesn't exist anymore. And she does not want to lean into it. So that's why she has her own boutique because she's like, fuck it. I don't want to wear what anybody else has out there. I'm going to wear what I want, which is my line. And you know what? Hey, high five for you. I don't know if you create these lines while you're medicated. I think you do. 
And I'm going to leave it at that. I mean, I know she's smart. But my God, this girl is, she can be so off the mark. that It's just like, are you, are you present girl? I don't think you are. I will say I do like the new girls, Angie K and Dana. Love them. Like, I, I'm not going to say I love them because I'm still, you know, sniffing them out. But I will say I do like the fact that Angie K does say something of substance. And I do like the fact that both of the ladies call out the behaviors of such people like Heather Gay. We all love Heather, right? Like, I feel like if you're like me, you either you can be for Heather one episode or you could be like she's out of her fucking mind another episode right like because she doesn't make sense she is a flip flopper Fran she doesn't know what side she really wants to be on and it's sad because she has a backbone and I will say I will give credit to Heather a she looked beautiful in her peach and purple outfit um but I will give her credit that she's had more of a backbone this season than any of the past seasons. Like, she's slowly coming out of her shell a little bit more. She can be a beast, though. She's a beast to Whitney because I think she feels she can overpower Whitney. But she won't take that beast mode and put it towards who she really needs to put it towards, which, which is Jen. Right. She she can go zero to a thousand on Whitney and she'll go zero to five hundred on Jen when Jen needs to be zero to fucking fifteen hundred fucking two thousand. If I have anything to do with it, that bitch point that that pointed nail in my face. I'll snatch that fake nail off your shit so fast like she's out of control. Um, I just I don't. It's just so hard watching Heather succumb to Jen's shit. But, you know, she did leave a mark this past episode. She did stand up for herself and walk away and basically say, you're not going to give me an ultimatum with my friendship with Angie H. I'm like, I don't need friends like that. If I had to choose, you know, whatever, then I guess you don't have me as Heather Gay. I Again, I feel like this season is all over the place. I mean, all over the place and I will say that Meredith is not the CEO of fun she's not if you <laughs> she's not and I'll just leave it as that I feel like I've tore into her um Jen could have been beat up a couple of times throw my fucking $1,500 shoes over the over the side of the boat I will body slam you a hundred percent we're fighting okay I'll throw you over that boat and let the whales take you okay I have no problem. Then then you won't have to go to jail because you'll be dead. Like it just it just doesn't make any sense how she gets so upset, aggressive, starts crying, just doesn't take any type of accountability. She's just crazy. <laughs> and I hope her husband divorces her. I just hope it. Um so again, I don't have much on Salt Lake. It was a good episode. Um, next week is going to be better. Obviously, we're going to flip back into Heather and Whitney going back and forth. And then, you know, in the previews, what, but prior to the season started, we saw Heather Ye having a bad black eye. Well, that black eye makes an appearance next week. And so I'm interested to see how it happened. We're obviously not going to see really how it happened. You know what I mean? Because, you know, the cameras are off when it... Okay. So, <laughs> I just... I can't. So, anyways, you guys, you know, uh, that that's it. That's, that's, that's all. I think I've ran through the random, the pop, the show, the Potomac, the, the, the Salt Lakes. And, you know, it was a jam-packed week. And, uh, I just hope y'all enjoyed vibing with me. Like make sure to tell your friends who love reality TV and random ish to hop on the vibe with Vic train. And if you haven't already leave a rating on either Apple or Spotify's platform, either way, I appreciate y'all until next time. Stay classy. Cheers.